Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au At this time, we have a guest speaker. We have Pastor Joseph Melbourne at Restore Church, and please pray for him. And we have Pastor Hans Wortman with us. What a joy to have him amongst us again. Uh, and he um, did the Life Ministry School just so recently uh, in the last two months. And it's been fantastic for those students that were there. And we know that he is a man that is passionate about the Word of God and speaks about the Holy Spirit and with depth and with wisdom and he has so much experience and we know that he's going to speak to us through God. God's going to speak to him to him, and through to us uh, through the Word of God. So let's uh, give him a warm welcome as Pastor Hans comes forward. Always a joy to be in your church and uh, great to see you again. If I haven't met you before, it's great to meet you today. And uh, I certainly enjoyed the eight weeks that I shared in your, with your class uh, through the last term. And uh, all credit to those of you that hung in there with me. And uh, I want to share this morning with you about flourishing in the minority. Um, Thank you, Chris, and the worship team for the songs you picked this morning because they, they spoke very much about that theme and already. And uh, thank you for what you shared from Romans, Pastor Joseph. You know, just all things working together for good. We've got a great God who's working for us and with us. And uh, I want to talk particularly this morning about breaking the spirit of intimidation because... I just find that in the midst of our culture today, there is just so much pressure upon us to shrink back. And it's not that we necessarily need to be in the majority, but we need to stand up for what is the truth of the gospel. And we live in a majority position because Christ is with us. If God's with you, as we just heard earlier, what can be against you? And so I want to speak into that this morning with you. If God is for us, who can in fact be against us? Uh, a key scripture that, I, um, that I, I would like to share from is Matthew chapter 7. It started me thinking about all this. Uh, I was just reflecting on the little statement that Jesus made, the story he gave about the wide road and the narrow road. And he, and he simply said this, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Uh, Jesus was saying that the ones who find the truth and those that walk with him will always be in the minority in a sense. And we shouldn't uh, develop a mindset that says we're in defeat because we're not in the majority. When you've got God on your side, you always are. <laughs> And we need to flourish in the minority and to break, in that sense, the spirit of intimidation. And so I want to speak into that with you this morning and encourage you amidst uh, what is increasingly a binary world that we live in. Uh, we've just come through a referendum 
And uh, nothing says it more strongly than yes and no. There's the two, the two extremes. Um, uh, whether it's marriage e- equality or gender identity or, or all the sorts of woke thinking that's around in our culture today, uh, we have a great challenge to... Am I moving along with this or is this... Where's, who's, who's guiding my, my PowerPoints? Is that come up on the... God is, yeah. Where's God? Is he up there? <laughs> does, it, does it move? Do I have to point? or I'm about three or four slides along on my, on my reference here, but... Huh? How are you going there? Where's the t- who am I looking to? To give direction. Up the top. Okay. If you could put up the slide that says our binary... Uh, world. Does it come up on this board as well? It does, doesn't it? There we go. In the middle is, uh, this is a picture of 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 a Venn diagram and of two overlapping circles. And one could represent the kingdom of the world, the other representing the kingdom of God. I've drawn an almond in the middle. Uh, For those of you here with Italian backgrounds, of course, the word is mandorla. I think, did I say that right? Close enough? Mandala. Mandala. That's actually the word given for that shape in the middle. Uh, it's called the mandala. And uh, I put it up there because it's, it's where a lot of our life needs to be lived. Between this kingdom and the kingdom of heaven. That we live here on earth as citizens of both earth and of heaven. And our world increasingly is trying to pull us to one or other extremes. And one of the joys of being with Christ is he places us right in the midst of our culture and allows us to speak into all the diversity that's there in our world. Next slide. So there there we've got it. Because um, to live in the overlap, to live between the tensions of these two worlds, the sweet spot, actually, not the weak spot. Sometimes we think that if we're sort of in both worlds, we'll, we'll be watered down somehow and that we're in a place of compromise or, or lukewarmness. No, that's actually the spot where Christ lives and is. He lived in this world but was not of this world. The next slide is an interesting one as well. If you go into many medieval um, cathedrals and so on, they will show Christ in this iconic form. On the, on the windows, and it's actually shaped in the form of the mandola. It's the form of the overlap of heaven and earth. And it was these two circles that came together, and right in the middle, they drew Christ. And it's the space that you and I occupy as citizens of earth, but also citizens of heaven. And we're given the challenge to, to live in a way that's different to our world, and yet is integrated with our world. And I want to encourage you this morning about how to thrive in these challenging times. In Numbers chapter 17 and verse 8, and in Exodus 25, 34, a couple of the verses I've put up there, we see Jesus as the perfect embodiment of the overlap of heaven and earth, squeezed into human form. The two scriptures that I've given there talk in the Old Testament context of this almond. Numbers is the story where, where, the, um, where the candlesticks are, are, is described. And shaped on it are all almonds. 
uh, maybe a picture of what was to come in the person of Christ and the overlap of those two worlds. In the, in, in as well, the other passage of Scripture up there um, talks about uh, the context of, of Aaron's rod and being placed with all the other staves of the, of the tribes in the, in the, in the Holy of Holies. And, and when, it, when it came out, Aaron's bud, which was the priestly line, the line of God, had budded with almonds and was uh, a symbol again, perhaps speaking of what I'm trying to get to you with this morning, is that we live in this ancient, with this ancient symbol, this overlap, and living in the tension between the two worlds that we live in. And Jesus said in, in John chapter 18 and verse 36, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, if you could put your hand up like this for me and just try to, just try to move it slowly across. Okay. Now I want you to do something else. I want you to create a fist, push against the hand, and now move slow, slowly across. <laughs> You'll find probably that you can move a lot smoother and a lot more in, in a steady way with a bit of pressure being applied against you. And it's a picture of our world that we come to move through our world sometimes against opposition, sometimes against forces that are pushing against us. And we actually move better because of it, not worse because of it. When you feel the world pushing against you, rejoice because you're in a place where you're able to move steadily and with the presence of Christ through your world and life. It builds spiritual muscle and it allows you to push against and produce the steadying influence and regularity in your life. This, this, this morning, you know, God is interested in you, not because you're of your numbers, but because of who he is. He's interested in working with you, even if you're in the minority. And in our world, we live in a minority position all the time. The church has always really been that way, but it's had amazing influence upon culture. And it's time for us to break loose of the spirit of intimidation, to break loose of that force that would want to pull us back and to cause us to cower, to rise again, not in the militancy of self, but in the power of who Christ is. Jesus is with you. He came as the mandola into the midst of our lives and worlds to actually give us the ability not to live in the extremes, but to somehow coordinate and, and work in a world where there are those tensions, where are, there are those pressures, and to find that ground where heaven touches earth and earth touches heaven. This church is a great opportunity for that to occur Sunday by Sunday. Next slide. The God actually empowers, in Scripture, the underdog. He, he loves the minority. The story of Scripture is full of that. Now, there's a handsome brute up there. You could put yourself up there. Why have I put me there? Because when I really look at myself, I haven't got a lot going, really. There's a lot of things that I could tell you about me that make me disqualified rather than qualified. The ultimate thing that makes me qualified is that I have Jesus Christ in my heart and life. 
At a human level, there's lots of foibles and failings in me as there are in you. But God delights to choose the underdogs to transform his world. And far from you shrinking back and being in fear here of your culture, maybe the Holy Spirit would want to come this morning amongst us to give us an encouragement and a building up and a strengthening and a believing of what it is to live in that mandala sweet spot, not in some watered-down state that compromises our world from both directions, but that place where Christ lives and dwells and where he would want to come and work through you. See, God delights in the minority. As it says in Isaiah 37, talks there about the precious remnant. And I love the way it says it. It shall, again, take root downward, but bear fruit upward. <laughs> that as you put your roots down into Christ, up comes something of, of life and vigour and, and fantastic capacity. God chooses continually through Scripture minority champions. And what is impossible to man is actually possible to God. And I want to encourage you towards that fact this morning, is that in a a world where woke thinking and all sorts of other forces are at work to try and intimidate and hold you back, God has called you to be a champion in your culture. For you to stand up and say, it may be impossible to man, but with my God, all things are possible. Look at the, passage, the, par- the characters that are listed up there, for instance. Continually through scripture, God takes that which seemed insignificant and made it transformational to its world. Joseph, Caleb and Joshua, two, tri- two spies who came back from the promised land with good report the, the, the majority was saying no we can't do it the minority said yes we can or David or Gideon the story it's the story of scripture is that God chooses individuals to transform and change their world and God has chosen you to try change and transform your world And sometimes we develop this mindset that we've got to be in the majority before we can speak. You have a voice to speak, not because of who you are, but because of who Christ is in you. In 2 Corinthians 12 is this scripture. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And therefore... I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power might rest on me. Less of us, more of him. (laughs) His grace is sufficient for you. His presence and power is with you in your life and in your world, in your office, in in your workplace, in your home, in your marriage, in your family, in the circumstances of your community, wherever you find yourself. You may feel in the minority, but with God on your side. With man, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. Hallelujah. One of the great stories that I love is in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. You can read it. I don't have time this morning to go through this. But it's the story of Jonathan. 
and the, they're up against the Philistine army. The story is one of Saul, who's the, the king, and Jonathan's dad and the ruler, and he's been totally intimidated by the presence of the Philistines. They've been given the opportunity to go into the land. But where do you find in this story uh, the children of Israel? Well, they're dug in holes down in the valley, and up on the mountain on the tops around them uh, is the Philistine army. And they're laughing and ridiculing and carrying on to them and calling them, come on, fight us if you're men, if you're really men, come. And, and where do we find the Israelites? Even though they had God on their side, they chose a pathway of intimidation. They allowed themselves to, to be in a place where they were hiding in the holes. Maybe this morning there's foxholes that you find yourself in. Maybe you have guilt or a fear Various forms of intimidation that can come against you. Words that have been spoken over your world and life. Things that are robbing you from the authority to move forward in what God has called you to be and do. Well, Jonathan said to his armour bearer, enough's enough. We don't have to put up with this. God doesn't need a lot or few to actually bring victory. Whether there's many of us or little of us, God can do it. And we're going to go up and we're going to come against them. It's interesting, it says in there that there were these two cliffs on either side. On one side, the cliff was called Bozes, which actually means slippery slope. On the other side was a, was a, was a cliff and it was called, uh, called Senna. And it means thorny cliff. Boy, that, when I read that, I thought, boy, that's exactly where we often find ourselves. On a slippery slope where we feel we can't get any grip in life. <laughs> or we find ourselves surrounded by those things that would cut and, and, and tear us apart. And yet, Jonathan and his armour bearer, despite the slopes, despite that, got on their hands and knees, it says, and they crawled up to the top. And when they got there, a couple of things happened. First, they killed off a bunch of people, more than you could do just by yourself because God was with them. But then a spirit of confusion came into the army <laughs> and the thousands of Philistines that were gathered there panicked and started killing themselves and started fighting against themselves. See, God has amazing ways to do things. His resources are not what we think are, uh, are in the natural Two came up against thousands, and the two had God on their side. As you read the story, suddenly there's this Dutch courage that rises up from within. I can say that because I'm Dutch by background. There's this Dutch courage that rises up within, within the, uh, <laughs> the Saul and his men, and they come out of the holes, and they get up on top, and they're ready. To, now we'll fight. They get there, and the whole thing's already over. <laughs> It's an amazing chapter of coming against the spirit of intimidation and of two people who saw themselves through the, of what, the eyes of what God had said rather than what their circumstances spoke. And God is speaking to you the same way this morning. We live in a culture, in a world that's increasingly binary in its nature. It's pulling us apart. 
There's all these voices that speak to us and tell us, you as Christians can't speak up. You can almost speak up about anything else, but you can't speak up for the voice of God. Well, guess what? God can speak up through you nonetheless. Stand up in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and let's see what bows is and senars we can overcome in our world and lives. There are unexpected outcomes when we keep centred in the mandala of Christ. Keeping him at the middle of those two circles. Christ helps you negotiate your world and life. Because it's not based upon who we are, but based upon who Christ is. Philippians 4 puts it like this. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned, Paul said, the secret of being content. Whatever situation I'm in, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or, or in want, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He's saying, I, I'm not going to be intimidated by my circumstances. Whether I have a lot or not, doesn't matter. I can do it all through the presence of Christ who's right there in the mandala sweet spot of my life. You see, we are the majority, despite being oftentimes in the minority. I put up there that we need to be aware of dominion theology. You see, it's not about us, it's all about him. And dominion theology sort of talks about the fact that we've got to try and establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And that if there's enough of us and we can, we can bring influence to our culture, then the gospel will, will take root. Uh, we often, our notions of revival are like that. Now, revival happens one person at a time. Revival is always about the individual. God's heartbeat for this church, may it continue to grow and prosper, but it's not in the strength of our numbers that we're going to bring transformation to our culture. It is in the power of Christ within our lives and hearts. There was uh, one of the reformers during the Reformation, Zwingli. If you studied church history at all, you know that he was a Calvinist and, and he believed that we needed to transform culture and establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And then the kingdom of God could take root. And he did it in, in the town of Geneva in, in Switzerland. And it was called the Genevan Experiment. And they closed all the pubs and they controlled all that happened, on, happened in civil life and tried to bring by rule and regulation the kingdom of God into that town. Didn't work. Because you see, the kingdom of God comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. <laughs> it's always transforming of the heart first and foremost. It's by grace we're saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not what we can do, it's what has been done. In John 3.30, the words of John the Baptist, he says, I must decrease that he might increase. 
It's not about your power. It's not about our power. It's about his power. That we might decrease, even if there's just Jonathan and your armor bearer with you. If that's who you are, against the slippery slopes and the thorny cliffs, you can walk up to a place of victory because of who Christ is in your heart and life. Keep him right there at the center of your being. And be careful of dominion of theology that, that longs for revival when we will be in the majority. When actually the gospel has always moved from a precious remnant, from that small group, from those that, that operate not by the power of who they are in their numbers, but by the power of God in his amazing transformational capacity. When you look at the scriptures, the, the continued pattern is that little becomes much. The widow's might, just a few coins. The feeding of the 5,000 with just a few loaves and some fish. And you can go through so many stories of Jesus' ministry where it was the miraculous that happened out of the little rather than the much. Moses was spoken to by the Lord when he's about to begin his ministry, his leadership. And the Lord just simply says to him, Moses, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. God's saying to you this morning, what is that in your hand? What have you got going for you? What has this church got going for it? The fact that there's a good crowd here this morning? Or is it the presence of the Lord? That great chorus we sang at the start of today. As for me and your house, we will serve the Lord. Wasn't that the theme of it? You know, it's declaring his position. That is so important. Don't say you can't when God says you can. Say it with me. Don't say you can't when God says you can. Say it again. Don't say you can't when God says you can. I want to declare that over your circumstances this, after, this morning. I want to declare that over your world, that even though you might feel in the minority, you live in a majority position because of who Christ is in your heart and life. Don't say you can't when God says you can. What about the times ahead for you? What are they going to look like? Jesus said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. See, I'm going to encourage you as we close off this morning, break free of the spirit of intimidation and flourish, in fact, in the minority. It's time to rise up, church, in all that is the presence of Christ at the centre of our world. <clears throat> I don't think our man's going to move the slide on, but anyway, you can listen to these last two verses that I've got. Romans 8.17 And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. Hallelujah. 
later on in the chapter, book of Romans 8. And we had it quoted to us in the middle, the middle section by Pastor Joseph this morning. But listen to these last verses. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand together, shall we? If you felt intimidated by your world, if you find yourself shrinking back, would you allow the Holy Spirit to just embolden you this morning in a way that takes you to, to, to a place where, where it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. It's not about you. It's about Him working through you. Keep Him right there in the middle of those two diagrams, earth and heaven coming together right there in that mandala. Mandala, however you say it. Right there, that almond-shaped Jesus, right at the centre. They drew it that way because they wanted to make sure that the people who couldn't read, they could see that Christ was right at the middle. And Christ is right at the middle of your life and mine. Keep Him at the middle. And intimidation, let it be gone in Jesus' Name. And instead allow the Spirit of Christ to rise upon you and give you the fortitude to stand up for Him in the midst of challenging and difficult times. In our binary world, in a world that wants to intimidate and put you down, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Father, we stand strong this morning, not because of who we are, but because of who You, you are in us. We thank You, Lord, that that same Spirit that was upon those ancient heroes, who were in the minority in their cultures, whether it was a David or a Gideon or a Joseph or a Caleb and Joshua, we can put our picture in there. We're in the minority, but with you, we live in the majority. We live in a place of victory. We live in a place of confidence that, Lord, you can take us up against our Philistine armies, against those that would mock and, and, and pour derision down upon us, <clears throat> that we can come up against even the slippery slopes and the thorny cliffs that would try to hold us back. And we rise up to a place of victory where the victory's already been won, not by our might, but by the power of the risen Christ. Jesus, just come across this church. Let intimidation be broken free. Lord, let there be just a fresh courage, not based upon who we are or thinking we have to be in the majority, but watching for what you do as you work through us and with us in this world that needs you so much. And Lord, we pray for our, our, our world. We pray for our culture. We see on many fronts just absolute destruction going on. As man tries to live life in their own strength, but Lord, you've come to give life and to give it in abundance. And we put you right at the middle of our world, Lord. And we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I might decrease that you might increase. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Those that I pointed out to, um, yeah, thank you. Those that I've pointed out, please feel free to come. Any others that want to come uh, in the time that we have, I'd love to pray for you. God bless you.
Thank you, Pastor Joe. Thank you, Pastor Hans. Amen. I'm sure that God has spoken to us this morning. Lord bless you. Have a great week.